It's been one year, Kamna. One whole year. I cannot believe it. It's been amazing. Honestly, amazing. And I will say thank God for Spotify for podcasters. I know, seriously, right? They made it so easy for us. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place. And it's free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. And then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Say that three times fast, Leah. Yeah, I don't think I could. But best best of of all, all, yeah, it's free. Yeah, totally free. Free. I love it. And well, you do all the work. I've said that many times. So I but I love that they they are user friendly for me when I do have to tinker with it. Well, I was not a techie person and I figured out how to do this. So I highly recommend anyone can give it a try who wants to start a podcast. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. We are so curious about why we are the way we are. Are you? We ask the questions that we all wonder about. What makes us tick? What makes us stuck? What gets in our way? And the biggest question of all is how this is connected to our weight and our health. In the process, we are learning that we are not alone. We make a call to action every week to explore possible solutions, and we ask that you make one also. Join me, Leah, wellness coach. And me, Kamna, health coach. As we ask, wait, wait, what? what? Hi, Leah. Hi, Kamna. I don't even know where to begin. This has been a short week for us. We it's been a short, short week, and I think it's going to be a long week in the same time. (laughs) Okay, what does that mean? Like, I feel like it was forever since I made my call to action, mm-hmm. but I did it. So I don't know why, but we'll get into that in a minute. Oh. But this, this topic that we're talking about today kind of made me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. It made you sad? It did make me sad. So we're talking yeah. about false labels. And the first statistic I read said that within 20 minutes of walking into a high school building, each high schooler is labeled. And I have a high schooler going starting next week. So it made me so sad immediately. It hit you in your soft spot. It hit me. So this topic was like, oh, I'm dropping stuff. Sorry. This topic was a tough one after I read that. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it like pokes at you with your children or people that you really love, then it hurts you a little bit more. Mm hmm. Um, hopefully it won't be too dark and depressing today. I hope so. We'll make it fun. But so tell us about your call to action. Um, I did. It was a two-parter for me. They weren't connected. I have not turned my desk around. I I was, thank God you said that because I was literally going, wait, wasn't she supposed to turn her desk around? Yes. By the way, I don't want to do it. 
I don't know if everybody knows this. We're on YouTube. Yeah. So if they want to see what crazy nothing is going on in our backgrounds, they can go to YouTube at Health Coach Kamna. Just search you. I did it, by the way, this week. I searched Health Coach Kamna in the search bar and all of our episodes were up there. Yeah, except for the last one, but I'll get that up. And um, yeah, so now yeah. we have to start looking a little bit nicer. So um, these. I'm, I am what I am. I'm I know. not working I too know. hard. I know. <laughs> so anyway, I, sorry. Did, I did not turn my desk around and I, it's still on my to-do list because I am waiting for my husband. And You're still waiting. I'm, I'm still, I know I shouldn't be waiting, but I just need to like schedule it in and maybe I clear everything out so that it's easy to turn around so they don't have to have the discussion of the whole thing you know okay like, so why do you have this stuff here and why can't well, you move this and this is my question i'm gonna poke you what wh- what's stopping you from cleaning your desk and getting it all ready and then saying can you come and help me it seems like a herculean task it seems okay. uh, i remember doing this in the basement like i just wanted to move things around in one of the bedrooms so I emptied a bookshelf and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to move this, but I did it myself. And I was very proud of myself. And like, I moved some furniture around down there and I, I was shocked that I could do it by myself. I could try and I could go slow and maybe I buy some of those furniture pads where you can glide your furniture. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? I a hundred percent know what you're talking about, but I also 100% believe that you could turn this desk all by yourself. I think so too. I really and do. Then, and I'm I'm trying to figure out why you won't try. No, I, I will. I just need to put it on my calendar. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I'm like, oh, this happened and this came up and I was supposed to do this. And then it gets pushed to the bottom of the list. And you keep wait, but you keep saying you're waiting for your husband when you probably don't need him in that. I mean, you. I don't mean that that came out wrong, but. No, you, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. The second part of it, which I was successful at, was was getting back on track with my eating and my just activity and everything. And that has been fantastic. I feel so good. I I just getting back on track the first day is kind of hard, you know, because when you've been eating and drinking whatever you want, mm-hmm. the first day you're like, oh, I could eat some more candy and I could eat some brownies. And but then you like get back on track and then you feel so much better. It's so true. Your body almost, well, your body like craves it and misses, missed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I roasted two veg trays of vegetables and I used it partly for a salad. And today I made myself some soft tacos with the vegetables. Delicious. I mean, I saw your picture on your stories and I was like, and you put like walnuts in it. And I would have never combined that. So I thought it was such a great picture it was so good and I think that's part of the thing is eating well doesn't mean you have to be deprived mm-hmm. it's a whole physical experience like I, it was visually beautiful and it mm-hmm. was smelling great and what seasonings just, do you put when you roast your vegetables I just put in salt and olive oil. oh that's it and then I added to my salad I added some everything but the bagel seasoning okay so then it just gave it that little bit of oomph and tiny bit of dressing Okay. It, it looked delicious. delicious. It really did yeah. look delicious. So mm-hmm. I was happy that I had 50% success. You could go more than that because you got 100% on one. Yes. 
right? I True. mean, so the other one you're still working on. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to hear right. yours. No, mine was good. I mean, honestly, so I have this sheet that I color in and it's, I, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm loving it. I think it's great. Um, Can you explain I, the sheet again? Yeah. So I made, um, I have a trifecta and my trifecta is an activity to trifecta. And what that means is I, I color in a little square on my sheet when I hit my three things, which are stretching doing an arm exercise and walking of any sort for any amount of time. And I love it. I really start to like it. However, I feel like I want to color in more faster. It's not getting done fast enough. So I feel that's why it's taking me so long. What are you loving about it? Um, I love the satisfaction of coloring it. I love that I sit on the couch and I go, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to color in. Oh no, I didn't color it in. Cause I have to go do my stretching and I'll get up and then I'll do my stretching. I love that. I'm looking at things going, okay, I can fit in my exercise, my arm exercises right now so that that's done. And then I could color in. I, I, I like the whole process. Wow. What a switch. I mean, I know. just what, two weeks ago, you're like, I want to improve my relationship with exercise. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm not <clears throat> going to say I've improved my relationship with exercise quite yet, but I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to doing my exercise because of this. But that's a huge shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving stretching so much. Really? Love it. Because? I, oh, you know what else I like? This is so, so silly, so silly. And partially because I'm, we have a podcast and we have YouTube and all that. I love watching someone's video and liking it. Because mm. I feel like I'm making their day when they look at their numbers and they saw that number going up. Because my day gets made when I see that our numbers go up for who listen to our podcast. Yeah. So when I, I always pick a new video and I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to like this video at the end. And then I, even my daughter was like, you like every video. I'm like, I know, because I, I feel like I'm making their day. Yeah. Does that so sound you're bringing ridiculous? happiness? No, you're bringing happiness to somebody else. At least I'm hoping that I am. Of course you are. Right? Yeah. So that's the other part of this that makes me feel so good. Like I can't wait to find a new video to do on YouTube that I haven't liked already so that I can like them. So you pick YouTube exercise activities. I literally type in seven minute arm with weights and then they all millions populate. And I just scroll through and I just pick one and I do it. And then I do 10 minute stretches and then just pick, pick one and go. So when you do it, you like their video. Uh, As soon as I'm done with it, I like their video. And That's I feel so, so cool. I feel like I'm making somebody's day. Well, maybe that's the incentive that you needed. Maybe. Wow. One the other day was only only 41. And I was like, I want more people to listen to, to watch this one. Like it was so, I don't know. It's, I'm being silly, but. Anyway. Wherever we can find our motivation, you know, yeah. it, it comes from different places in different ways. And I know you've been yeah. struggling. So for you to find a way to feel motivated is that's just incredible. Yeah, I love it. And I, I anybody who watches a YouTube video like it for that person. Yeah. Because it's important to them. It really makes their makes their day. It makes my day anyway. Yeah. 
I, you I hear what you're saying. Yeah, for so, sure. Anyway, so I'll post a picture of my sevens chart that I'm coloring and we'll get it, show you guys what I'm talking about. I want to ask you a story about a picture that you posted on your, uh, I think it was Instagram or Facebook page. Okay. And now it's not really on the topic, but it made me laugh. So I, was, I just thought maybe it'll make oh, somebody boy. else laugh. Which picture? Covered in flour. Oh my gosh. I should, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Let me just say that. And the mess that it made was even worse. If, yeah. So what happened? Um, I was making dinner and I went to reach for the flour and the lid, it was, it's a, a Tupperware one and I, the lid wasn't on and I grabbed it by the lid oh, no. and it hit my face, hit the floor. I mean, oh no, everywhere. and then flour was actually in my eye and which turned oh. to like glue. And then it was all over the kit, like to the bathroom. Cause I ran to the bathroom to like get it out of my eye. Oh, it was a nightmare. Sorry, I laughed at you. So oh my gosh. No, my no. Son, I screamed for my son to come down and take the picture. And he was like, what did you do? And then he started laughing. And my husband came home and he's like, why is there flour everywhere? I mean, it was everywhere. Oh my gosh. That's the worst. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just thought we could use a little energy. By the way, by the way, it was definitely me who put the flower back too. Oh. So I couldn't even so you, be mad at anybody. You wanted to blame somebody else. I, but you I did. And I was like, no, this was me. I know it was me. I remember the last time I used it and I did this. Wow. So. <laughs> the picture's so, uh, up would there. You, would you label yourself the messy one? Not normally. I label myself the hate cooking I hate cooking. What would that be? Oh. Reluctant, reluctant cooker, reluctant <laughs> dinner maker. I don't even know what you would want to call it, but yeah, I hate it. Well, maybe we start with this topic with, um, I know you said you didn't have any, but I have some labels that I've heard about myself. Yeah. Um, and maybe, so maybe go, I can't you. wait. And I, I'm almost positive. I have thousands of labels, but I couldn't come up with them. So I can't wait to hear. Go ahead. Start. Okay. So um, I was the bossy one. Probably people still say that I'm bossy. Um, and I don't want to ask you because I think I know what your answer is going to be. But people because I'm like the oldest child, I'm like the take charge, responsible one. Um, when I was little and I rem was remembering back to our first episode where I talked about my siblings were athletic and I was the smart one um, and I was the healthy one, which meant that I was chubby. Oh. Um, I was the moody one. Okay. I was sensitive and I'm very particular, especially when it comes to cleaning. I have a story about a label that I was given that I don't know how to still after 30 plus years it's like you don't know how uh, to let it go no I it's a I don't know how to interpret it so oh, okay but, um before I met my husband my whole entire family met my husband and my brother I told you he's 11 and a half years younger than me so he was 16 I think at the time he met 
my now husband and he said my sister's a feminist can you deal with that and you know when you think of a feminist you think of like a person marching in the streets with yeah you know like all the whole stereotypical thing and as much as I'm like rah-rah women I'm, I don't consider myself a feminist necessarily and it, it just I I'm like oh am I a feminist am I not a feminist I don't know and then he had an opinion of me before he met me that I'm gonna be like I don't know if you ever watched Cheers um, can so you hear me was, I can hear you okay because I keep getting broken up so I apologize if you're if I'm breaking up yeah right yeah so go um, so he he thought I was going to be like that character Diane from Cheers and uh he was like hoity-toity English major so is that and, what he thought of a feminist was yeah like just that impression that he had that okay. I was going to be really particular and and it it he's like oh I guess you're not that bad you know when he met me so worked in my benefit but it's just funny he did not say you're not that bad no he thought I was something else because I'm just labeled as feminist do you feel like you are I uh, in some degrees yes hmm. um, yeah I think everyone should have a choice of what they want to do regardless of whether you're a man or a woman do you think that makes you a feminist though yeah I want everybody to be treated fairly Okay. I agree with you. I just don't know if I would call that a feminist. Yeah, I know. I think that that definition has changed over the years. Okay. So maybe that's a discussion for another time, but I would love definitely... to know why your brother called you that. Because I was like rallying for people and I wanted things to be fair. So were you marching in the streets at that time? No, I, I wasn't. I was homebound, but I was fighting my own little battles, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a compliment. Do you not think it is? I think it is, but I think the way it was said was not a compliment. Oh, so there's a there's a way you say it or there's a tone to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, there I is. Have... I You're right. I know. Yeah, there is definitely a way you can take something super simple and make it a positive or a negative. What do you mean? I was just thinking of saying somebody is very smart that could make them feel very powerful and like very, you know, great about themselves, or it can also make them feel the opposite, like quote unquote, a nerd. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely matters on how you're interpreting it. Did any labels come to mind for you? Well, no, not what yet. I was... Okay. Not yet. Go. Uh, <laughs> um, the other thing is I have had uh, conversations with people where in their childhood, they were given a nickname or uh, called something cute, but it wasn't cute. Like, oh, piggy or uh, oinker or, you know, something where it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know if they realized that how hurtful it would be, but um, that has lasted all these mm -hmm. years and they can't shake that. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have been given nicknames like that. And it's really? sad. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people that have been given nicknames that are then become 
And some people embrace them. Don't you think? Yeah. Some people love them and they, they embrace them and they, or you're thinking they don't really embrace them. Well, I don't know. I guess some nicknames are cute, but some are really insulting and they're meant to be cute, but they're really not. Like if you call someone piggy, what are you saying? They, They are just eating too much. And then are you judging their food? And then they have to watch what they eat and then they start eating in secret. I mean, there's a whole thing that goes with that, you know? I know. It's, it's sad. I told you this topic makes me sad. Ah, it'll get better. Okay. Um, this, it does. Some of the, some of the other labels that I was kind of thinking about was someone cuts you off in traffic. You call them a bad driver. Yep. Like, I thought of that one. By like, the way, I driver. I call myself a bad driver. You do? I do because I, I, I'm not going to say I don't care, but I don't care about my car. I don't. It is not something that I, I care about. And if I bump something and I tag, not another car or a human, but if I'm pumping gas and I open my car and whatever, if I run over the curb, whatever, it's a curb. I, I always call my quote unquote a bad driver. I do. But do you do the thing that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy then? Maybe because I did, I did find that fact that um, labeling does become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Labeling, mm-hmm. here was that what I wrote down. Labeling can create a self-fulfilling prophecy. They act as handcuffs that limit your pot- potential. Wow. A label that's acts a, as handcuffs. That's a really good visual. Isn't it? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. There's so many that I can think of because of that. Like I, well, I have a black thumb. I always oh. say. Yes. My mom true. always says that. I always kill all the plants. She always says, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm opposite. I say I have a green thumb. Oh, okay. Okay. In a way, in a way, but yeah. whatever. Um, what um, else? Being, being late makes you a lazy person. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't agree with that one, by the way. That could be a whole other topic for us because I know so many people that are late all the time and they are Mm -hmm. not lazy people. Yes. I just call them, I just say, (laughs) I I don't know if this is a label, but I just say that they have poor time management skills. Yes, I know. I, it's not laziness. My name is is Kamna and I'm a late person. And you have poor time management skills. Well, I just try to do too much. That's my problem. Mm Mm-hmm. I think yes. 90% of the people in my life know I will be five minutes late. Still and working on that call to action. Everybody in my life is always late. And I'm the opposite of that 15 minutes early. So what I thought was interesting about this topic when I looked it up is that I didn't never realize that our brains were literally created to label things. Since the time we were first born and learning to walk, everything has been labeled for our brain. And they, it does that to make it faster for us to process things. So when we do label something, whether it be a person, a thing, a yourself, whatever, it's doing its job. It needs to Mm -hmm. put a label on it to make you process it faster. Do you know what I mean? And I thought that was interesting. I really did. And it made me feel a little bit better about the labels that we give each other and we give other people because that's what our brain's supposed to do. It doesn't mean it's a good thing, but that's what it's supposed to do. Right. Like when you're a baby, you're like, where's your nose? Or where's your yes. mom? Where's your dad? Right. Obviously that you need to be able to identify or. Yep. Yeah. 
where's your brother or sister yeah those are yes. definitely labels I also saw that labeling, it it helps if you are a all or nothing person, labeling is perfect for you because that's exactly what labeling does is it's putting it in a black or a white category. And the reality is I, I'm a firm believer that the world is gray and there is no Mm -hmm. black and a white. So maybe that's also why this topic touches me in a different spot that really bothers me is because labeling is literally it's this way or that way. Yeah. Right. And there's so many values here. Like there may be sometimes when you're late that you can say you're lazy because maybe you really did oversleep and you were feeling lazy in that moment, but that's not a a label to put on you forever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Actually, I was just talking about this with someone yesterday about how you might perceive somebody to be a certain way because they're quiet or they don't have much expression or they don't talk too much or Maybe they're really loud. You create an impression in your mind. But most of the time that is false, especially with a person who's quiet or not as expressive. Doesn't mean they don't have emotions and doesn't mean they don't have a million things going on in their brain. They're just not expressing it because that's what they have learned. So when you label somebody the quiet one, it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Do you think though, that sometimes it makes it better to do, this is me going the opposite way and spinning it. Like, like I know some people that I'll say, once you just know that that person's moody, you can just deal with them easier. I mean, do you think I guess. it's also helpful to know, do you think it's also helpful to label somebody and help deal with it then? Well, the problem is if you label somebody moody or angry or loud or whatever sure. it is, you're missing, I believe. You're missing the main point of why they are moody or why are they anxious or why are they loud? So you, there's underlying things that we don't know. I think we're, we're going to miss it if we put that label on them. And then what happens is because they're labeled a moody one, they will always be moody because that's the box they're supposed to fit in. Mm. Yeah. So here, here's a definition I found labels can shape expectations that are set for other people, creating stereotypes. These stereotypes can result in unrealistic unrealistic expectations or expecting less from someone despite what they are capable of. So you might be so smart, but if I label you a C student, you're never gonna rise to the level that you could. Yes. Right? Yeah, I- I totally agree. It, it's handcuffs. It's limiting mm-hmm. your potential. Yeah. Right. Or if, if you say you're not a good cook, you will never reach that place of being a good cook. Right. I'll never try. No. I'll just won't try because I'm like, ugh, there's so many steps there and I suck at it anyway. I might as well not even do it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's put, so, it's going back to the handcuffs. And you keep walking down that road that you know, but it doesn't mean that uh, that is your identity. So if we label ourselves with something, we don't have the ability to grow. Mm-hmm. I think that just puts a cap on us. And then what if you had potential to become, I don't know, the best chef in the world, but you're labeling Look at you as- putting all this confidence in me. Duh. Well, that's what it does, right? It builds confidence right. when you take away the limits. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's not good. I don't like the I don't like the labels that people put on each other. 
And I yeah. look around my house and I see that we all do it to each other, even in yeah. my own family. Like, don't you, in your, in a way, do it with your own family? Well, I think less so with my kids, but I know in our family, my family growing up, I was the oldest and I was the bossy one. And my sister was more pleasant and she liked to play and she was athletic one. And my brother was athletic and good looking and like everybody had their definition. My mom was the party person and she was organized. And my dad was like really good at all sports. And like, so they had their own identity because of these definitions. Yeah. Same with, and I think that's a great way to word it. We all have an identity because of these definitions and it yeah. might not even be our identity. Yeah. I was just thinking of art, like my daughter's the art artistic one. My son, yeah. my son is the social one, the outgoing one. Like, you know, like there's all those type of labels that aren't really fair. But on the flip side, it can give you confidence for something. Yes. So if he's the social one, he might say, don't worry, mom, I got this. We're going to like, I'll go talk to these people. Am I giving him confidence or your daughter creating our logo or beautiful mm-hmm. artwork for us? I mean, it just gives her extra confidence in that area. Yep. It's like, I think we have to call them different things, strengths. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to work on is. Yes. That it's is, not limiting. These are your strengths. I love that your strength is this instead of just saying you're the outgoing one. I love that you're so strong in being outgoing or whatever, however you would word that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like one of your gifts is fill in the blank. Yeah. It's not limiting then. Right. Right. I actually read an article on um, the word addict because they say that's a label that we give people all the time. And they said the, the psychologists that are in the field of addiction really hate that word. They said it putting a label on and then they feel like just by that label, by saying that they are an addict, they automatically are in this hole and it's hard to dig themselves out of. So they really are trying to structure that word and removing that word from the vocabulary. It makes sense. And I forget what they're trying to say is like a person who's dealing with um, something. I can't remember. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. But it does make sense. It does. Yeah. I know I've had, it's kind of a funny story, but someone said to me, you're Indian. You should be good at math. Why are you not? That you is know, a, like, that is a label that is a, what, well, yeah. It's like, a label that then becomes a stereotype that then becomes yeah. something that you either feel good about yourself with or bad about yourself with. Right. Or on the opposite, you might even say to yourself, well, I'm Indian. I should be good at math. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like it's that like, horrible it's kind of right. Maybe I cycle. should. I, right. Yeah. It's a horrible yeah. cycle. And we just sometimes, this is what I'm thinking for me personally. I need to just take a step back and say, is this label true? Because uh, if it's true, then it doesn't have to be a label. It's just mm-hmm. a description of me. Right. It's that, but just that's, a fact. I think the that question is hard to answer when you have believed that label for so many years yeah and it's pushed you in a certain direction if you're saying I'm not good at this or I will never lose weight or I will never be able to accomplish this or I can I can't start a career now I'm 54 years old like you you, there are things that limit us in our mind because we have this belief that 
okay, this is it. This is the box I'm supposed to stay in. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. We do that. We all do that though. I think everybody is guilty of it. I have a few more negative labels that I found, which I thought were good because these are like very common that we say to about okay. ourselves or maybe people say it about us, maybe not to our face, but they do okay. say it. Um, loser. I, yes. Lazy. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Selfish. Yes. I'm checking them off for the ones I wrote and that we have together. Go on. Ugly. Okay. Criminal. Oh, interesting one. Addict was on my list also. And okay. Fat, fat and weak. Yep. I have both of those two, fat and weak. But I have also black sheep. Oh. Oh, that's a deep one. Like if you're able to black sheep, but yeah. Of your friends, your, your family, like that's one that sticks with you forever. Yeah. I'm the black sheep of the family. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, then you will fulfill that. You will. The, absolutely, you will fulfill. Um, a quitter. I'm the one that I would like. A, that's one too. Yeah. Um, And then introvert and extrovert, depending on how you look at it, I had on there are both yeah. ones. And it, the, the problem is if you, the ones, the labels that hurt the most or stick the most for the longest time are the ones that are said by your family mm-hmm. or really close friends someone that you're like those labels stick for a long time Mm -hmm. because you think that those people know you but they don't maybe yeah and however we all have that one label that we probably have had that one person said to us that we have Mm -hmm. never been able to shake yes one person sometimes is all it takes and you you just it sticks with you forever maybe somebody laughed after they said it and it's enough to leave that imprint in your brain. And it's so hard to get over. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And that's the hard you part. You don't forget those. And the labels from childhood might affect our future potential and how we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that yep. makes me sad to think about a kid who's like, well, I'm whatever. Like, I'm not an athlete or I'm not good at math or and then they get stuck in that when potentially they just need the right exposure or the right opportunity to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, the school's very guilty of labeling kids. The you school, so? it's the school system itself. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I don't know a way to get around that when it comes to mm-hmm. things, but they are there. They do do that. You know what I mean? Like only yeah. the the kids artwork that's really good gets put in the hallway up on the board. Like, so therefore you're internalizing that as a child is like, oh, I want my art to be up there, but I'm not that good. Those are the art arty kids right. immediately. Right. Like um, I will tell you personally, like my daughter, when she was in third grade was identified as quote unquote gifted. And I remember when they told us this, I freaked out about it. And I was like, not happy. I was like, uh, let's have a conversation. I had a pulled in like four people and had a meeting. And I was like, you're going to put this label on this kid right now. This is not a good label to put on anybody. It's just not. And when you look at it from their peer standpoint or from your own, you know, her sibling standpoint, now we're putting this label on this person that has to go with them forever. So whenever she gets a, a minus, she automatically feels she's no longer quote unquote in that category in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have the flip side experience. Okay, tell me. 
So um, my youngest, I think it was my youngest, he had his, one of his teachers, when they were deciding to test or not, she didn't think that he was allowed to be tested to be gifted. And I was like, well, what's your reasoning? And she said, well, he's not turning in his homework. I go, that's not a reason. And I remember having a meeting with the teacher and the principal saying, you need to give me a better reason why he shouldn't be tested because I think he should be tested. Mm-hmm. You know, like she labeled him as yeah, uh, unable or unable, la- yeah, lazy or not academically smart enough or all of these. It's it's teachers do it, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it because I don't think there's a way around it for a lot of them. I don't know how yeah. you could get around it. I think it's partly human nature to label, like you said in yeah. the beginning, that we just label as a way to sort of quickly identify. But if you're talking about particularly children or someone who's trying something new, then it limits their ability. And that's the sad part. Mm-hmm. And then the other kids see it too. They know that you labeled that person this. Yes. The talkative one in class. The I guess what they're going to do if you call them the talkative one. They're going to talk yes. even more. Right. Yes. Yep. The messy one, the unorganized one. The, guess what they're going to do more? You yes. already told them what they are and they have to live up to that. Like, yep. you know, it's just it's a bummer, though. I think we have the same list of questions that we should ask to get. I out can't. Of the, OK, yes. Go ahead. The stigma of labels. Right. Yes. Like, How do if we want to get rid of that label, what should we ask ourselves? And the first one you already said was, is this label true? Yep. And That's a deep one. Label ever true. But yeah, let me go back to that first one. Like when you're, when you're looking at it as like, is that label true when it's yourself, you need to really dig deep and say, is this true? Mm-hmm. But you also should be doing that when you catch yourself labeling other people. Yes. And say, is it really true? Are they really that way? Or was it just twice they did it? Like, I really right. like that question as a general for this topic. Okay. Sorry. Second one. Was it ever true? Mm-hmm. If it was true for a moment, does that make a, it a general rule? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what is on your. My third one. Mm-hmm. Who told, who told you it? That's what you have too. Yeah. 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 Who gave you that label? And I think that's a really good one to explore because if someone was joking or they said something to either be a smart aleck or funny. What if you gave it to yourself? Well, it, I don't, I don't believe it originates from you. Oh, I think it originates from someone else and then you perpetuate it like it's your own thought. Really? That's my belief and my experience with people. Okay, so now I want to think, I need to think about that more. Okay, because let me go back to the cooking. I hate cooking. I'm a, mm-hmm. I, is that, I think I gave myself that one though. But you, if you were to really think about it, you have to figure out where that came from. Hmm. If okay. you say, I hate cooking, I'm not a good cook. Where did that originate from? What did somebody tell you that? Or was it something that you just heard that you internalized? I don't know. Okay. Interesting. And then the the next one, which I like this one, is this label actually negative or was I told it was negative? Mm -hmm. 
And this like one for me question. resonated because I always believed being sensitive was a negative quality in me, but I have come to see it as my superpower. Mm-hmm. I thought of that. With, I thought that same thing when I wrote that question down, because I thought of you with emotional too. Like that's mm-hmm. not a negative thing. And people say that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not yeah. negative. And if a, somebody calls us a, a boy or a man, oh, you're so sensitive. Why is that negative? Yeah, I don't know. But they label some, I, I, my husband will be like, oh God, that kid, that kid, this guy is so sensitive. Why, why is that bad? I don't see why that's bad. I know, but they do. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. The next one you wrote down. You go. Um, I wrote down, is it serving or harming me? That's a really good question to ask because if if someone says you, you're not good at this or you're a, a loser, that's not serving you. Or if you know, you're good at art, maybe that is serving you. Like you have to decide right. which way it is. Mm-hmm. And then the last question that I had was, who would I be without this label? I like that one too. That one's a fun one. Yeah. I like that because it's almost like that episode we talked about, do the other, play the other side of the story. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So if I did love cooking, what would it look like? Yeah. Like, let's make that, let's make that happen and see what it would look like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who would I be without this label? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that question it's a so much. Powerful one. Because if you say I'm anxious, I'm an anxious person, and that's your label, let's ask yourself, who would you be without that label? Mm-hmm. How would you be different? How would you feel? What would that look like? Or if you were on time, if you were a punctual person, what would that look like? And you be might be like my sister. <laughs> you, or my sister who's opposite and be like, if I'm bored. If I'm on time somewhere, I, there's, I'm there before everybody else and I'm bored and it might not be a good thing. So it's interesting to really think about that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, this is a definitely a thinker of a topic. But yes, I, I like that we have the potential to be something different. Mm-hmm. I actually like more importantly that this this topic brought up the thought of labels on everywhere. Like everyone, everyone has labels that they're dealing with. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we label our kids, our grandkids, our aunts, and our uncles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all have these, these family members that we label as this and this and this and this. And that's the crazy one in our family. The crazy one. <laughs> We have the cheap one. We have the fun one. We have the party planner one. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. And I don't think they're all bad. I don't think labels are all bad. No, they aren't. Just as long as they don't limit you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so do you have a call to action this week? Let's hear yours first. Maybe I'll all be right. inspired. So I told you before we started that I'm going big this week. I'm going mm-hmm. big, meaning I have keep saying myself, I'm over 40, so I can't lose weight anymore. This is the mm-hmm. label. I'm old and I can't lose weight anymore. And that is the story I'm telling myself. That is the label I'm saying is I'm old when it comes to the weight loss part of this. So I said, I want to lose a whole, one whole pound, a whole pound. And now I'm pausing because I, th- I, I know it can be done, but but do I, do I want to do the work to do the call to action? Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like there's all that mumbo jumbo in there, but I'm Be- going for okay. it. Okay. Okay. To go deep for just like a second. 
-hmm. So you have doubt because you have an idea that either you're too old or you're not capable or it's too much work. So you're limiting yourself and your belief that you are mm -hmm. capable of doing what you want to do. Correct. Absolutely. I am. So that's where I'm going to change my wording this week. And I'm going to really, really focus on saying like, I'm not old, too old. I mm -hmm. see so many fitness and, um, you know, influencers out there that are older than me that look fabulous and do it. And mm -hmm. I can do it too. I like it. Yes. So we'll see. However, the hard part will be when we come back for the next podcast, will it be a week? Cause Almost then I'll, week. I'll, okay. All right, then this should be okay then. Cause if yeah. we're recording again in two days, then that is not enough to, <laughs> for me to lose a pound. I'm just saying. That's so, fair. All right. So go uh, ahead. You what is yours? Like, you can like prorate it for the days. Um, okay, good. So mine is really going to be a continuation from last week is I want to rotate my desk and the label that I'm going to try to remove is that I'm weak, that I can't do it by myself. I love this mm -hmm. so much, so much, so much. It I totally... seems so silly, but it just, it's overwhelming. You keep saying in your head that you need your husband to do it and you don't. No, well, because it becomes a discussion that I don't really want to have. You know what? First of all, you're going to be like, I did this once you do yes. it. Yes. And that's what you need. Yes. That I'm capable and I'm not weak. You're absolutely capable and you're not weak and you don't need anybody to do it. Yeah. So that's my call to action this week. I maybe actually I'll, think maybe I will stage it. So like I'll clear everything off in piles and put it on the floor mm -hmm. and then I'll move like a little, you know, I'll unplug everything and then I'll move it a little. I just, like I want to say... I just have to say this. I really don't think you're, you're using your husband. I think he's just the excuse. I think you don't want to do the work of cleaning it off. Yes, this is true. I truly, truly believe that that's what it is. Cause I know you can move with this desk. I know you can, but it's just easier for you to say, well, seen him, my husband, and it's too hard to coordinate with him to get him in here to do it. And then there's a whole discussion that has nothing to do with any of this. You don't want to call me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't want to. It's going to be good. I'm going to get it done. By the time we record, I'm going to get it done. I cannot wait. And I'm going to you know, hang the sign on the wall. I Mine is right there. I'm going to do that too. That's not my call to action this week because I'm still trying to figure out if I need a new room for recording. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Or else, can I get one of those fancy lights that says recording and I flip it on on my front porch? <gasps> <gasps> That's what I want. And now you when should. the light's on, all the neighbor kids will know David can't play because his mom's recording. <laughs> That's what I I'm going to tell my husband I, I want. I love it too, so. All right, Kamna, will you have fun this week? Thank you too. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Or you can share the podcast with your friends and tag us. On Insta, you can find us at Health Coach Kamna and WW Chick Leah. Or on Facebook, you can find us at Leah's WW and Health Coach Kamna. 